Welcome to the HR Room Podcast, the podcast series from Insight HR, where we talk to business leaders from around Ireland and share their advice on how to create the HR systems and workplace culture that's right for your business. For show notes and bonus content, simply visit www.insighthr.ie forward slash podcast. And remember, if you need any HR support, get in touch with us at Insight HR. Whether it's conducting a complex workplace investigation, filling a gap by providing you with a virtual or on-site HR resource, or providing advice via our HR support line, we'll help you resolve whatever human resources challenge your business is facing. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the HR Room Podcast. As you may have seen, the 2024 edition of Morgan McKinley's Salary Guide, which analyzes salary data for a range of IT roles across Ireland, has just been released. Morgan McKinley surveyed 650 businesses and 3,400 professionals as part of its overall research, unveiling some interesting and useful findings. And to talk us through those findings today and more, we're delighted to be joined by Owen Connolly, Operations Director at Morgan McKinley Ireland. Thanks for joining us, Owen. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Brilliant stuff. Thanks for your time. And as always, we're joined by our very own Mary Cullen, Founder and Managing Director here at Inside HR. How are you, Mary? I'm great. Thanks, Owen. Good to have you here, Owen. Yeah, Owen Connolly, yeah. that is, not yeah, Owen Lyons. Yeah. I'm going to get confused. <laughs> luckily, I'm the interviewers. That's it. Luckily, I'm, <laughs> yeah. luckily I'm asking, so we should be okay. Brilliant. So look, let's uh, jump right in. So I'll come to your cell phone first, if that's all right. Um, so just, I suppose, a bit of a kind of a, a context setter and a kind of a general question. Can you talk to us about some, I suppose, some of, I suppose, the key findings uh, of this piece of work, this piece of research? Yeah. Well, I think it's worth kind of predicating the um, chat here, just like 2023 was a bit of a crazy year, you know, uh, and particularly recruitment always feels any you know ebbs and flows in the marketplace that are you know related to the economy we often feel the first uh the first hit or we're one of the one of the kind of uh, industries that, that 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 feels that first so um it was definitely you know it was, it was a challenging year but in saying that um there were kind of lots of positives that that we saw as well and i think um you know, one of the key findings that we found was seventy nine percent of companies that we spoke to um, said that they said that they still found hiring you know very competitive, uh, and they struggled to find you know key talent. So, um, I thought that was probably the one kind of standout piece. Piece um, there was the, the uncertainty um, in the market last year with you know a year of especially when you're reading the paper every day and seeing that there's redundancies and hiring freezes and hikes and in interest rates and, and 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 everything sort of going against us um it 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 made it a, a year of i suppose sort of tentativeness and consideration for um for employees when they were looking at their options versus 2022 where it was kind of you know i think people got fomo if they thought they weren't um you know on the job market because they thought they were missing out on 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 something that might have been there as well so i think 2024 will probably hopefully we'll be somewhere in the middle of that where you know that there's going to be more consideration um but certainly um you know the the, the findings would would show that you know employees will be um will be on the on the job on this year as well but i'll just throw some facts at you as well 40 percent um of employers um see lack of skill candidates available as the, as the main hiring challenge so kind of what i was saying there in terms of um, the seventy nine percent percent of um, uh, employers overall, seventy two percent of employers have lost talent in the last um, six months. Sixty eight percent of hiring managers say they'll increase salaries 
um, in certain roles in the next uh, six to 12 months, which is kind of indicative of, of, of things as well, because, you know, salaries are, are, are definitely on the up, despite what people maybe think about the the, the, the job market at the moment. And then 36% of professionals in Ireland um, uh, plan on looking for a new job um, in the first half of the year. So um, that's down, as, as you'd expect, from last year uh, by 17%. But... Um, but yeah, kind of. I suppose all in all, um, some yeah, some things are surprising. Some things probably less surprising, you know. Definitely, and I suppose perfect segue into my question for yourself, then, Mary. So, yeah, from those findings, anything kind of surprising, not so surprising, Mary? I think a lot of the stuff that I want to say there and kind of tentativeness, challenges, hiring. Probably a lot of the stuff that we hear, I suppose, on the ground as well. Whatever and saying that. Yeah, you know, I back in the day worked in tech myself so you know have been involved in scale ups and scale downs and was there for you know boom and bust in this particular sector so it's one I'm always interested in personally and and you know we've plenty of clients in this sector too so I'm not surprised um that there's, you know, skill shortages. I'm not surprised that, um, you know, people uh, were wary maybe about moving last year, given all that was happening in the industry. Um, But people will always be out there looking for opportunities, Uh, opportunities to improve their salary, opportunities to improve their uh, work life, balance to reduce their commute and you know in this sector in particular I I hear a lot of people talking about those particular things you know looking for more balance Um, you see a lot of companies now looking at bringing people back in two three days a week Um, and you know that's really a big motivator now for people to start moving again and so irrespective of what the marketplace actually looks like if you affect my life and you know, maybe give me a three-hour commute into my day, three days a week, um, and just, you know, as a form of an edict, we want you back in. I'm not surprised that people will still move irrespective of of how they feel about the marketplace. So um, I think salaries are on the increase everywhere. That hasn't changed. I don't believe that's going to change this year either, that knock on the door, when somebody walks in to their manager and says, you know, I have another job offer and hey, presto, suddenly we can find the money that we didn't have before to increase your salary. And, you know, that leaves a bit of a sour taste in people's mouths too. Um, and I suppose always from a HR perspective, what do we want to do? We want to ensure that our retention strategies are strong enough, our attraction strategies are strong enough, um, and that we're not just reacting to that knock on the door when someone's talking about leaving. Um, and I think also there's a whole uh, new areas in this sector emerging, new jobs, new opportunities, um, and it, it's you know going to be an exciting year, I think, in tech. Definitely, and we'll wait and see what, what happens this year based on all the, the research. It could be a, an interesting one to follow. Um, I suppose, Owen, then, so the skills shortage is something we, we briefly mentioned earlier, and that's been, I suppose, one of the biggest challenges we've been kind of facing in Ireland and elsewhere, I suppose, in recent years. 
the tech industry then is also one of the biggest, if not the biggest sector in Ireland in recent years. So can you talk to us a little bit about how one is kind of affecting the other right now and anything to be kind of wary of? Demand for certain roles within technologies definitely has decreased, but the demand for, and you kind of touched on it there, Mary, for kind of other areas of technology and, and, and emerging tech, as we would call it, are, are, are certainly on the up. So like software engineering, again, they kind of overhired for software engineers in 2022. So, you know, the demand dipped in 2023, and that was one of our, our desks on the permanent hiring side. Contract actually was, was was on the up, but on the permanent side, definitely saw a hit. Um, you know, things like data science and, and, and data analytics is is, is massive. Um, and you talk to any company now, they're, just talking about their their data strategy you know their ai strategy you think of any company they they're probably connected or involved in some form of you know artificial intelligence so um you know they're hiring for you know machine learning um strong data um scientists um uh, strong data analysts uh cyber security is another area that's super busy for us at the moment you see all the um you know the news headlines when you know places like hse get hacked um you know it's um the companies are really bottoming down on what they're what they're doing to 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 to, to insulate themselves and, and ensure those those things don't happen because they're extremely costly etc um <clears throat> and particularly um the likes of the banks and insurance companies etc where they've obviously highly regulated and have huge amounts of data as well so the kind of data security strategies in these companies kind of go hand in hand um, and that's where we're really 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 busy so sometimes when you see you know there are layoffs in tech companies which are awful and they're a lot of the time they're engineers that they probably built those teams out that just don't need the volume that they were that, that, that they had or it's support it's marketing it's finance it's recruitment um it's sales it's customer support it's areas again that were were sort of overhired and you won't hear any of these companies saying we've too many you know, people are in data or security. They're saying the the, the, the complete opposite. So, um, and I spoke to actually a guy uh, last week who's a CTO, actually in a in a sort of an AI driven business. And what he said to me, just to touch on your question with the skill shortage, Owen, like you know, these people are you know highly qualified, very smart. Um, they can pivot very easily into whatever roles that they need to pivot into. So if you're you know, a Java engineer, you're you're a .NET engineer, and you need to pivot into something that's you know predominantly focused on the AI space, or um, you know, as I said, ML or whatever it might be. You know, the the they're very qualified people to do that as well. So we there there is a pool of talent in Ireland. I think everyone keeps. Um, someone's asking me yesterday about this as well. Um, you know, do do we need to go overseas? And there is a little bit of that for sure. We don't have the we're not necessarily like a, a but obsessing on AI or, or, or blockchain or whatever. We're not necessarily a, a hub in that kind of emerging technology space, but um, we still have super talent here. We still have super talented people here. We have a very diverse, you know, workforce within the tech space, which I think is amazing. Um, and it's just, you know, it's tapping into that um, and pulling the, pulling the strings where, 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 where it makes sense. So um, yeah, I hope, hope that answers your question. Definitely, yeah. and I think I suppose a bit of a side question. Now, and it might feel like a bit of a side question. I suppose there is probably a knock-on effect for the kind of wider market and industry here, isn't it? Or like I suppose it's tough to say that tech industry by itself is just one industry because technically, I mean, in 
we could say we're already all part of the tech industry in some shape or form. But is there, when we think about things like digital transformation and all that kind of stuff, Owen, is there a risk here that it might be slightly hampered by the, the lack of growth or maybe a skill shortage in the specific tech tech roles, that kind of stuff? I don't know. I probably would lean on what I said before. Like, I think, you know, and digital transformation, business and digital transformation, you talk to any company at the moment, like any business, and I've been talking to a lot of companies uh, since the start of this year, every single one of them is going through some sort of transformation, um, be it digital or, or business. Most of them are, 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 are on the digital side. Um, and they're looking for, you know, really strong change professionals, you know, business analysts, again, data analysts, um, you know, engineers and technology driven and technology savvy people with a change mindset who can, yeah, you know, add value into into their businesses from a, a, a transformation perspective. So, um, and business systems changes, which, which our company went through as well, uh, moving to Salesforce. Um, it's just, so, it's it's such a, such a busy, busy area in the market as well. And we actually have, huge talent in that transformation space um so there's loads of exciting and you know going back to ai and data strategies and security strategies and you look at the business transformation side with finance transformation hr transformation as well um it all feeds into into the other and it's amazing if you look at particularly a lot of the big businesses the big you know, you think of our the big banks here going through huge um transformation programs at the moment as well so um, there's lots of exciting work out there. We don't just, you don't necessarily hear about it all the time, and it's not in the media every single day. But um, there's lots of talent on the ground here for for, um, for that too. But there's a good there's a good business case to bring in more talent from overseas because you know we definitely need to. There are areas that we certainly need to bulk up in, and um, as I said, like on the on the emerging tech kind of cutting edge technology side of things as well. We could you know we'd always welcome in. Um, you know, new new talent in that space. Definitely, and I'm sure a lot of those messages, a lot of our listeners can relate to as well as you're saying them. So definitely, there's heads nodding in the car behind the desk there as you're saying it. Um, I suppose this question I'll come to both of you for, but I'll come to yourself first, Mary, if that's all right. So I suppose one thing we kind of alluded to earlier, and it's been in the headlines. Let's be honest, the tech sector came under fire, I suppose, in recent years for kind of overhiring and then maybe overfiring, which I know is an exaggeration, but I wanted to make it rhyme. Um, so is this more cautious approach, Mary, I suppose, in hiring in the tech sector? Now, probably a good thing, because as Owen said earlier, I mean, it was a little bit wild in 2022. It, it, I suppose, kind of got a little bit the other side in 2023. So this cautious approach, Mary, is probably a, a wise thing to, to see, isn't it? Well, we're still seeing, um, it, you know, job losses in tech. Like I think TikTok announced in the last couple of days that there are going to be hundreds of job losses in Dublin. And, you know, that will hit, um, you know, uh, Dublin and, and Ireland and all of that as tech companies make these decisions. And I think sometimes, you know, when we look at a lot of, of big tech uh, in Ireland, you know, those global decisions are made where they you know, regularly have those programs where they cut out a percentage of their global workforce and Ireland is is vulnerable and susceptible to that. But yet the sector remains strong. 
Um, and I think there's, you know, not a lot of, of these engineers or uh, people in tech that remain unemployed for long, and particularly as the world has opened up and there are opportunities, not just in Ireland because of remote working, uh, but further afield. And, and, you know, I personally know uh, people working in tech in London living in Ireland uh, and, uh, you know, that yeah, that movement is there uh, globally um, within the sector. So, you know, from from my perspective, I think tech is always going to be a bit like that. And you're going to have absolute boom periods in which you can't get enough people in the door uh, and an organization is scaling and there's tons of jobs. Uh, why, the factors we need to think about, housing is an issue in the urban areas. We know that was an issue everywhere, but that's an issue. Uh, but tech salaries tend to be higher than other salaries. So again, um, those particular individuals may not um, suffer as much as maybe other industries or businesses which are dependent on people attending an office in the same way. Tech tends to be quite uh, trendy and fast moving and forward thinking in terms of flexibility um, and opportunity and different ways of working. So they tend to embrace difference and, and new ways of doing things faster maybe than other sectors. But of course, it's dependent on size and scale and uh, the organization itself. Um, you know, the we have big tech and then we've got lots of small little companies. And I think sometimes the smaller companies struggle a bit more to attract that talent. Um, but again, it's really about looking at, well, what's your uh, employee value proposition? What are you actually offering? Are you able to compete with big tech? If not, can you do things uh, smarter, uh, you know, on, on a shoestring, but different? And I think an awful lot of it is about looking at what our attraction and retention strategies are in this particular sector, because people move and they move regularly and frequently. Younger people move more often than um, older people in tech. And so, you know, it's it's a very mixed bag. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Owen. It's, it's yeah. you know, right across. You it, There's nothing that defines the sector um, clearly and you can put it all into one box. Yeah, yeah. And, there's, and, and as you said, there's lots of, like, a meta is a very different proposition to, you know, ABC Limited in, you know, somewhere in Dublin with 10 staff, you know what I mean, or, or a startup or whatever it might be. And we, we work with both. We work with some of the biggest companies in, in the country and we work with some of the smallest businesses as well. So um, it's a home for all sorts of different uh, candidates as well. But I think, um, I think, to kind of answer that question, Owen, you're saying around like a more cautious approach to, to to hiring, like I think the I think everyone knows like 2020 was under hiring, you know, and it just stopped, and this is pretty much across all industries and sectors. 2021, 2022 was that kind of, you know, geez, we need to get every person we possibly can because we you know we're, we're so behind our headcount, and then suddenly 23, 23, there was a bit of a reset and um and, and things pull back so as i said hopefully this year is going to be a bit more stable i'd be surprised if it wasn't more stable I, we can see you know 
obviously on the ground, we can see companies are very cautious about, you know, managing their headcount, um, about, you know, identifying positions that are actually open and not just sort of a greenfield type role that would be nice to have, you know, and, and we will hire, you know, John or Mary if, 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 if the kind of stars align sort of stuff. And a lot of that was going on as well. Um, which can be good for, for us as a recruitment business. But I think when you're maybe playing with people's careers, um, it's, it's, you know, you want to have a job that's very clearly defined and, and, and is there and set in stone as well. But, um, that's one part of it. I think, um, Mary, you touched on as well, like counter offers and people knocking on the door looking for more money. I mean, that's as part of the research that we found. Counter offers have, have gone uh, through the roof, and you know we're seeing that employers are willing to pay sort of anything from fifteen to twenty percent plus um, to keep their 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 key talent. And that probably wasn't something we were seeing a huge amount of before, where it was, you know employee knocks on the door and says i'm leaving it's kind of right see you later because i've got three people we're interviewing for another you know what i mean there was it was it became very fluid and and now people are thinking we need to retain our key people because we don't have budget to hire them if they leave or five people leave whatever it might be so um i think that's probably a really interesting trend that, that that we've seen um but uh but i think technology as a whole if you again if you ask any company where they're, and this probably comes back to what you're saying, Mary, as well. It is such a broad, like, technology, inverted commas. You know, if you ask any company where they're hiring in 20, or sorry, where they're investing in 2024, not necessarily from a hiring perspective, but it'll have a knock-on effect. It'll be technology. It'll be something. It, it could be a, a new system that they're implementing. It could be um, some form of AI that they're putting into the into the business, whatever it might be. It could be security. It's probably their data strategy, as I've touched on before as well. So it's, it's um it's still very much front and center and jobs will just inevitably come off the back of that so um cautious yes but i don't think it's it's not putting a a plug in anything massively on you know definitely and i suppose then when it comes to what the employees are thinking about i know we touched on this already but we might just dig a little bit deeper into it on i suppose like as they said they're back in maybe 21 22 there was that great resignation piece then that mm. was very in the headlines for what employees were thinking about. But I suppose with this cautious approach now, and I know we've said this, but just to dig a little bit deeper, yeah. are employees kind of thinking more now about reduced movement, more salary increases, more more of that kind of holistic approach to what the job offers? I suppose any, any shocking insights in there? One very interesting thing, we were only talking about this in the office last week, um, flexible working is still, for, in technology, flexible working is like number one. Um, but 53% of employees in te- technology professionals, that is, um, so they'd skip a pay rise if they could work um, fully remote. So, I mean, that's just a trend. I mean, if you, if I told you that five years ago, you'd probably fall off your chair. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, so I thought that was re- that, that, that's a, a really interesting one. There is a push to get back into the office, and that's from all companies, um, you know, professional services is kind of one of the big ones that's really driving people back into the into the office. But um, again, professional services, financial services have huge, you know, technology uh, teams as well, and, and and big software engineering teams. But it's typically so it's the software developers, software engineers that are pushing back against it um, without throwing them under the bus. But they're the ones that really don't want to. And I and, and I do get it. Um, because 
you know, they really feel that they're doing a role that they can do, you know, from home. They don't necessarily need to. Uh, I'm not saying this is right, by the way, as well. But, you know, th- there is an argument to it that they don't necessarily need to be in the office where if you're doing a role that's, you know, in strategy or marketing or uh, cybersecurity where you need to liaise with, you know, different teams on a pretty much on a daily or an hourly basis, you can see the value in that those people are in the office as well. So and um, that's kind of number one. Salaries is is the is the second big one as well. Um, and salaries are, I think you mentioned it, Mary, they're absolutely, they're still on the rise and it's pretty much across all sectors as well. Um, and then the third thing um, is interesting work. So like interesting projects um, is, 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 is definitely a big one. That's always, that, and that's, always the case as well for for people who are working in the in the in the tech space um but there's lots of that so i mean that's probably a positive for 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 job seekers um in uh, in the uh in the security space or sorry in the in the um in the technology space the other thing i would say as well is job security is an is an important one with everything that's actually happened um yeah, we just yeah, you just seen so many people lose their jobs, which is not a not a nice thing at all, and it's it's it can hit certain people really really hard. So you know, we talk to a lot of people who are you know a bit fragile after that happens naturally, and um, you know their next role needs to be something that they you know that they, they, they don't feel anxious about going into. So that's 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 an important uh, a natural important one that you, you makes sense, I suppose, with everything that's gone on. You know, definitely. I suppose, Mary, then it kind of comes back to. I mean, it sounds like from, from everything Owen is saying, what you're saying, or from all the data out there, it still does seem that this year, quite similar to last year, it is the job of the employer, in a sense, to do as best they can, listen to their employees, do as best they can to keep them really, isn't it? And that's probably the advice we'd push out, regardless of kind of market circumstances, that kind of thing. That's probably the, the one bit of advice to do this year. Do your best to keep your employees and I suppose that cautious approach won't, won't hurt when it comes to actually hiring for what you need. Yeah, so look, in, in HR and from a recruitment perspective as well, you know, if we could only understand uh, what's in the mind of the candidate and the employee, we'd, we'd waste a lot less time, wouldn't we? Because we'd actually try and meet those needs. So <laughs> um, how do we actually do that? How do we understand perspective and you know like you say own I have seen that big push and lots of our clients have come to us to say you know we want to bring people back in now because culture is affected or you know um the business need is not being met or we just invested in our offices and we actually want people back into the offices and it's hard to you know, marry maybe the business need, what the employer wants and what the candidate or the employee wants. People will march with their feet. We know that. So when people are unhappy, uh, it takes time to disengage from your current job because looking out on the marketplace, while there are recruiters all the time uh, coming to people's inboxes through LinkedIn and and uh, through phone calls and speculatively coming to people, people actually often ignore a lot of that activity if they're happy in the role. And that's what you want from a HR perspective. Sorry, Owen, I know that's not what uh, any recruiter wants to hear. But people who are happy don't respond to those calls. They let people know they're not interested and they carry on happily 
in their work. It's when something happens in the workplace and the, you know, maybe you can have those kind of tower moments where people are irritated by a manager, irritated by an edict from the company, um, didn't get the pay increase they were expecting, looked around them and saw others lose their jobs while they may not have lost theirs, their security may be gone. Um, they may have some inconvenience now added to their life, maybe in terms of commute or less time with their family or less time for their activities or less time uh, for themselves. So again, sometimes when we're struggling to attract talent, we don't look enough at how do we keep the talent that we have. Um, and we always must have two strategies in play at all times is to listen to our people and understand what their needs are. We must then balance that against the needs of the business. Are we really struggling with culture? Are we genuinely struggling with culture? What does that actually mean? How are we articulating that message to our people? Um, and what if they don't agree with the business need? What if they don't agree that there is in fact a business need and what they're hearing is I'm not trusted, I have operated in this way for, you know, four years and now suddenly you want me back in three days a week. Do you not trust me? What's what's wrong with the culture? Seems totally fine from where I'm sitting in my home. And actually, I've relocated out of the urban area. I've bought a house down the country somewhere. I'm not going to come back here. And so I do think that we need to be sensible in terms of how we uh, view what's happening in the marketplace from a company perspective. Every time you hire, you're spending more money on bringing in a new person. Um, that's just par parcel. All HR people know that. All recruiters know that. You never seem to be able to replace anyone for less money than you spent on the last person. And you've got gaps and quite large gaps enabled to, being, to fill, fill roles. So, Attraction and retention is key um, and we've just got to think very carefully about what we do and what our messaging is um, and, you know, what our messaging is to new candidates because I know an awful lot of people now that spend, and I'm sure you, you see this too, oh, the interview as much as they're being interviewed. Mm, yeah. You know? Very much yeah. so. And I'm, I'm sure you're encouraging them to ask whatever questions you need to ask. But they're sussing out what your long-term plans are, where somebody is going to fit, what career pathways are in place, what technologies are you looking at, what opportunities are there for people. So the hiring manager always has a job to attract and make sure that people aren't off out there getting two or three other offers, which is still happening. Um, and certainly, you know, what's the worst position? Having to increase someone's salary by 15 to 20% when they come with a job offer. Why haven't we looked at um, our pay, our benefits, all of these things before then? Why wait until we've upset someone enough that they went out there in the marketplace or they responded to one of those recruiter calls? So I think it's important to think about that. Yeah. There's, al there's always a bit of that. I, I think the, the typical recruitment res response to people who accept counter offers is they they so often come back to us. Um, do you know if they if you get if we get someone a, 
an, an offer with a client of ours and then they, they go to their current employer there 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 is always that risk um as well but definitely touching on some good points is getting ahead of that i think before that actually needs to happen as well and that probably goes back to exactly like evp culture and um i think the kind of the values that different companies uh, might hold as well and i think that probably has got a bit murky over the last four years and i think the culture piece is an interesting one as well because it is hard, you have to empathize with companies who are trying to hold on to a culture and you know people don't want to come into the office it is very difficult to as human beings to create something because what is culture it's kind of an intangible um thing right so it's it's um it's it's a it's a it's a real it's a real tricky one as well and and i think look there is a my view on it is there's there's definitely a balance to be struck as well i think there are certain roles that that can be done um in that manner and i think there are certain roles that require you know office presence if they're if there is an office and all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a company, there's a big financial services company we work with and they operate off, you know, they, for their engineers, they like to see them two to three days a month in the office, like two days would be sort of fine. Some people we, who we interview or uh, who we meet to put forward for this client for us, will just say, no, absolutely not. I won't have no interest. I would never want to go into an office ever again. So, you know that company. I think take a really good stance. They sort of they don't move the goalposts for those people. They just say there's a pool of people out there who want to be 100% fully remote, and they're not for us. Even if they're the best engineer, they're the best you know possible person to join our business, we won't budge for them because our culture, our standing, our values are this is what it is, and you know that's what that's 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 the expectation that's been that's been set. So. Um, I think standing firm on that stuff is is, is always good because I think when you start moving the goalposts for for certain individuals, you can go down a rabbit hole with it as well, and then that just creates um, blurred lines, as I said. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one. Yeah, you could probably do a whole podcast, let's say, on the culture uh, piece. <laughs> I hear I hear an awful lot of people talking about it and it's really interesting because you hear from HR perspective, you know, our culture is suffering. And as I try to dig into that with our with our clients and with, you know, with various HR professionals and, and people that I know generally in the business community, you know, what about your culture is suffering? What what is the issue? What is the actual challenge? And often people can't articulate it. Um, it's a message that's coming from the top. And I do get it. I do understand it. And I agree with you on your culture is your culture, whatever that culture is. If you say that, you know, our business is five days a week in office, you will find uh, people that want to come into the office five days a week and who are happy to do that. Now, you might struggle more than other businesses who have more flexible working practices, but you will find people who will come into your business. How difficult it will be is a different challenge. Hybrid and remote then are two different things and, and flexibility comes in there as well. So it's not necessarily just can I work from home three days a week? Can I work from home five days a week? I think most people have an expectation that, look, I've got to go into the office 
sometimes or I've got to come together with my employer, whether that's quarterly or annually or, you know, for big meetings, small meetings, whatever it is, I've got to come in and participate. I think the difficulty is when employers are trying to bring people back in for that three days a week um, and the employees don't want it because at that point, they, of course, they're going to do what what is required of them to retain that particular job for the moment. But you've got to be thinking about six to 12 months time. What are they going to be doing? What are they looking for now? Because people know that there are a range of opportunities out there and you can find them if you want them. So I think it's, it is something that we do need to think about. I've, and I've urged caution with a lot of people around this point. Yeah, they were grumbling at first, you know, the first few weeks back. You'll hear this a lot. I'm sure you've heard it on, you know, people complaining a lot in the first few weeks, but everybody seems to have settled in now. And I think, yeah, and I'm sure many of them are picking up the phone to Owen and his colleagues and other recruitment agents out there and, and other recruiters out there and, and talking to them about the fact that they're not happy with what their company has decided to do and they're now out there looking for an opportunity. Owen, how long, how long do you find it takes to fill a role these days? Uh, typically it's kind of how long is a piece of string to be completely honest but mm-hmm. um i'd say on average probably five to six weeks from the time we yeah. get the, the briefing call on on, on a roll now we've, we've some roles that turn in two weeks but um yeah i'd say at the moment probably five to six weeks um last in 2022 i'd say it was two to three weeks and then 2023 was probably eight to ten weeks so it's it has sped up as the time has gone on, I'm kind of throwing those numbers out there a little bit, but they're accurate enough, you know. Um, and and I think that's that's what that's what really slowed down that speed to hire. And that was not just technology. I mean, that was across. Um, you know, we recruit across all financial services, uh, accounting and finance, and business support, marketing, etc. Like we've we've um, that slowed down across all those desks as well. And that was that was. Um, that's that's what makes it very recruiting very frustrating when you're managing the expectations of a candidate who's looking for a job and very keen to you know get to the second or third round interview and things are just prolonging. We all we've all been there, um. So uh, that's that's something that has has, has definitely sped up, and I think that's in, indicative of the market as well at the moment, which is good because the year, um, I was saying that to you Owen, earlier, like the, the year has started quite well for us, um, and that in terms of you know some companies that weren't doing any hiring in, in kind of Q3, Q4 last year have come back on board to say, actually, you know, we, we've um, we've projects coming on uh, on live and, and, and we need to start hiring again. Um, and then, yeah, other companies who've just been on, you know, freezes or slowdowns um, are, you know, looking for looking for talent again. So uh, hopefully it's a sign of uh, the year to come. A booming tech industry. We'll wish it for for everyone. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's it. And look, yeah, and look, a lot of things to think about for for the year and ahead. And I hope, hopefully, by the sense of some stability all around from the recruitment side, the talent side, the the employer side as well. So look, great to get those insights. So thank you, Owen and Mary, for a very practical, useful, uh, and again, interesting discussion. I think a lot of people will 
be glad to hear those insights. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. We'll catch you next week for the next installment of our podcast. So don't forget to click subscribe and join the discussion on our social media channels. If you are enjoying these episodes, do please feel free to share them with colleagues, friends, and family. And even better, if you can leave us a review on whatever platform you're on, we'd really appreciate that too. And as always, for HR consultancy services and management you can trust, get in touch with us today at InsideHR.ie. Thank you, Owen, and thank you, Mary. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today on the HR Room Podcast, the podcast series from Inside HR that helps you create the human resources systems and workplace culture that's right for your business. For show notes and bonus content, go to www.insighthr.ie forward slash podcast. That's www.insighthr.ie forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you subscribe, like and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to create the ideal workplace for their business. And remember, if you need any HR support, get in touch with us at Insight HR. Whether it's conducting a complex workplace investigation, filling a gap by providing you with a virtual or an on-site HR resource, or providing advice via our HR support line, we'll help you resolve whatever human resources challenge your business is facing. Thanks, and see you soon.